Santa Claus here. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift for that special someone? Well, look no further than tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. They've got all the best Nicholas Cage related merch. And perhaps you have a favorite co-host. Well, they've all got merch too. <laughs> Make my job a little bit easier and get some great stuff for that special person in your life. Again, that's tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. <laughs> and don't worry about how many cookies they bribe me with to do this ad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh god, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd. Well, I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck. How absurd. I never disrobe before gunplay. How absurd. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caging Greatness, the show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage and how Thomas Jefferson is a massive prick. And here we are, the second to last episode of the year. Uh, we're discussing another Nicolas Cage Christmas film. Today, we will be talking about, likely briefly, because it's 1030 and we're all exhausted, <laughs> The Family Man. I know I've said briefly before, and it just keeps going. I don't think that's going to be the case today. Four and a half hour analysis of The Family yeah, Man. Yeah, it's twice as long as the movie actually is. <laughs> I'm sorry, after two, I'm calling it. I have to be up super early. Yeah. <laughs> you, you heard it here folks Two hours guaranteed uh, Why please. people here have to be up early Never heard of that shit yeah. And again please excuse my voice It's almost like the past five episodes Of the podcast and the other podcasts That I've been on have been recorded within the last week and a half And it hasn't recovered So <laughs> I, I, At this point it's on you Shem <laughs> get, Just get oh. some little like nose drops And a natty pot and hop to What happens if you snort a line Of emergency uh, well, I imagine you feel very, very bad. I don't think it would feel good. I think it would feel very unpleasant. I had a buddy who snorted some pixie sticks back in high school. He was on the ground for about 45 minutes. You see, I had people there people do that in school, but it was more around the you know fourth, fifth grade range. Yeah. It was stupid then. You eat it. You, know, my you friend, eat it. I actually cooked a burger with it once. 
Use a pixie stick? Yeah, it sort of like it like caramelized the burger in the skillet. It was actually pretty good. Oh, I mean, cool. I had, there was this one kid in middle school who uh, snorted salt. People are dumb. Jeez. Yeah, he 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 had to go to the hospital it, like, for it, obvious it, reasons. Like brain crystallizes on like impact, just well, shatters. Well, well like, like we just saw him in the corners, like. <gasps> He looked like fucking Uma Thurman <laughs> in fucking Pulp Fiction. It's <laughs> like boy starts like gushing out of his. It's like when Steve O snorted a line of wasabi, like something along those lines, <laughs> just like. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember that. Ugh. He probably didn't vomit a lot, but he probably hated every. The wind blows the wrong way. Steve O vomits. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, the Family Man, the last proper episode of the year. Before next week's KG Awards. Which would be very improper. Which we definitely have not already recorded. That'd be silly. It's almost like we've already recorded it. Yo, no, we that, totally that's already that's recorded even, it. Hey, listen. It, we, it, it already happened. Even. It already happened. Yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's silly. We record in chronological order. That being said, we're just like, go back. <laughs> the Family Man was the greatest movie <laughs> we have ever seen <laughs> in not just this show, but in the world. Yeah, can we saw Let's just go around the room. Cage of the year, the family man. I I know the bit is, you know, oh, we definitely record these in sync. But after watching this movie, would your any of your choices on the cages have changed? No. (laughs) No, Me either. I love this movie. I really, I like this movie a lot. uh, But it would not change a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we just went ahead and recorded the cages because we, we didn't think it would really matter. And hey, we were right. We were very yeah. right. So with that auspicious beginning, let's let's do that thing we do where we go around the room uh, and uh, I say what your names are. And then we go around the room again and we talk about the movie because, you know, it's been a while since we've done a proper episode with a proper introduction. I think it's like twice now we've done it ever. So let's, let's try that. Just you know, end of the year, let's spruce things up and be professional. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we turn a corner right at the <laughs> last. Boo! <one>. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Every bit of that. So to my right is of course Jonathan. Hi, my name is Jojo Siwa, and that's not accurate. <laughs> hey, that's, wait a minute. That's very correct. not accurate. You're not six feet, foot five. <laughs> I'm not an entire foot taller than Joe Rogan. But one observation I made is this side of the table has 100% more beanies than that side of the table. That is true. And I think that's the other side of the table needs to get on the same page. But hang on, hang on. If you go by this half of the table, i.e. me and Cannon, we have 100% more hoodies than the other half. Oh, you are right. Also, the one... Fourth of this table is in their jammies, so yeah. go suck a dick. And also, one fourth of this table has a clean shaven face. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, but which one of us has a clean shaven ass? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I don't. Uh, if only someone would. I don't know. Send us free merchandise. <laughs> I do recommend shaving your ass. It makes wiping so much easier. Actually, I used it's to not gay to shave your ass, I boys. I used to shave my ass when I played football because the pads and the 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 like the pants and shit. It would, would get grab ca- the ass hair and it hurt like fuck. Oh, I can imagine. I was the only one who shaved my ass, but then like three other people started when they found out I did it. 
He's like, oh, this ass hair, it keeps getting caught. Like, well, you should just shave it. Man. Like, you shave your ass. Yeah, all the time. It's great. It Taylor. keeps everything from catching. Nothing like getting your butt hair plucked. <laughs> Am I right, folks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just take your fucking straight razor to that shit. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just like the scene from Peter Pan when the cat hook's getting shaved, but it's just somebody's ass. <laughs> That's right. Like I said, we've decided to be more professional. <laughs> More straightforward on the show. See, I mean, that was hours ago. <laughs> yeah, nobody remembers that. Was that. Four and a half hours ago. <laughs> we, st- we still haven't talked about the family man. <laughs> <laughs> and to Jonathan's right is Pat. Hello, it's, it's paternal Pat. And to Pat's right is Cannon. It's Jack Campbell Cannon. Yeah. And we watched <laughs> The Family Man. We did. With Nicolas Cage and Taylioni. And a bunch of other faces that you'd all recognize. Yeah, there's there's a lot of recognizable <coughs> '90s faces in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of really good character actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the '90s was a heyday for character actors. <laughs> and of course, you know Don Cheadle, who shows up and says, "Boom, you're looking for this," and then turns out he's War Machine the whole time. And yeah. early MCU movies, crazy. Uh, the first, yeah, the very first. So. Let's do that thing we do where we go around the room and we give our scores and a brief uh, synopsis of our thoughts of The Family Man, starting with Jonathan. Hi. Uh, yeah, The Family Man. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking solid movie. I was surprised like how like engaged I was. <coughs> I mean, it's nothing you haven't seen before. It's basically like... a. A fucking Christmas Carol, it's a wonderful life type of thing where a person has to realize what's most important in life and blah, blah, blah. And But it was still very tender and the acting was pretty solid. Um, I, I do like the choice. Uh, I know we'll probably get into it of Nick Cage not being... An asshole, but like, you know, he is definitely a rich guy who you know, is used to the finer things in life and gets slightly agitated when mildly inconvenienced. But ultimately, he he is a good person, I think. And uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Three and a half. Uh, Pat, what did you think? Uh, Yeah, this is my first time uh, appearing at this movie. And... I will echo Jonathan's review. Like it's a very solid film. It's you no know, very. It's I feel like it's tenderhearted. It's emotional. It doesn't feel like it. It's at any point like saccharine or you know kind of you know schmaltzy. It, it feels genuine. And I feel. I think there's a lot of heart in the film, and you really see the the ups and downs of a marriage in a nuclear family. I thought Taylor Leone did a great job I feel really felt like she was uh, the emotional heart of the film you, mm-hmm. you see her uh, struggles and you know you see her sincerity and I think it comes across very well and Nick Cage he, he you know he's a he's it seems like he did a, he played a lot of rich fellas back in the uh, back in the day <laughs> um, but you know he, he had a great arc over the course of the movie he learned of course he's just not like you know uh, you know I guess blow you away with it sort of changing the paradigm but it's a it's a solid film and i liked it three and a half stars nice canon what did you think uh uh it's, it's been a long time since i've seen it it's another one of those movies that um 
one of the movie channels uh, when I was a child would play like over and over and over again. Like, like this is the perfect like <sighs> TNT movie. Like not Sunday afternoon, but like during the holidays, yeah. like when you're like this is, off school. This definitely feel like it would come on like 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 a prime time movie. Yeah. Although they had to cut out Taylioni dancing naked in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I did not expect. Also, there's a baby penis in this movie. Wasn't expecting that either. <laughs> the, the, there, there was you're a baby penis. It was almost like it was the early seasons of Dragon Ball Z. That yeah, that happened. There were baby penises in Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Yeah, sure. Alrighty then. Yeah, they're a little they're a little more uh, flippant with baby nudity in Japan. Wacky, right? Uh, uh, <clears throat> already been said. Like um, this movie, I mean, it does uh, the format uh, how it goes has been done, you know, several times before. But that doesn't necessarily mean it. It's not a bad thing. It's yeah. like you know, as long as it's done right, which I actually feel in this movie, it's done quite well. Like, like it's like I said that there's not like anything. There's no bad acting. There's no offensive acting, at least, that I saw, at least. I thought mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage did a uh, like little pepper of the little uh, traditional Cage uh, moments. But at the same time, he he did put on a solid performance in this movie. I thought he did great. Uh, Taya Leone, um, haven't seen her in a, in a thing in a while, <laughs> and that was good to see her in something. Uh, uh, Don, Don Cheadle being, uh, like, I... I Whatever he is, and it's, it's like it's kind of like up uh, for interpretation, I suppose. Like, I guess an angel, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I will, like you know, Don Tito's done only in the movie just for a little bit, which I think like if there's like any criticism, like, it's, it's just a tired trope at this point. It's like you know, Don Tito is the magical Negro who like oh, yeah. uses his like you know to dispense wisdom to the white protagonist. You know, you know, kind of humble them a little bit, which you know. I guess as far as that trope concerned, it's definitely not the most offensive. It's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of a, a stereotype at this point. Yeah, for most of it, it felt like that could have been played by just about anybody. Yeah. yeah. Really. But it just, so like, just to, how they did it, it fell into that trope, whether they meant to or not. Yeah. I mean, but uh, <laughs> overall, I, I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, again... Uh, don't mean to make it a three-peat, but three and a half. Yeah, yeah I, I saw this movie a long time ago, and the first time I saw it, it didn't sit well, <clears throat> just because, you know, it, it wasn't the ending, obviously. A lot of people think that you would expect it to have. But, you know, rewatching it over the years, I've grown to love it more and more, uh, especially there's so many allusions to other classic movies, like It's a Wonderful Life, especially there's a couple, like every time the snow would start falling on them, that was like a direct allusion to It's a Wonderful Life. Which is my favorite movie of all time. So, obviously, that's going to score me brownie points, right? Uh, but, you know, Nicolas Cage, rich guy, and he, they clearly set him up to be not an asshole. <laughs> he likes money, he likes his lifestyle, but he's nice to everybody around him. Um, which I, I appreciated. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've enjoyed this movie for a long time. I gave it four stars. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's, I, I'm a sucker for sappy Christmas movies. And I think, like, you know, like we <clears throat> said, it's not... Anyway, like kind of overwrought. It's just a really sweet movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very TNT era. Because <laughs> I will, even though this movie came out in 2000, it's still very like 90s. 
So, like, a lot of... I always have, like, this weird, like... This feels like a warm blanket, even though I've never seen this movie before, but it's just <laughs> of a certain time. It's like, this feels very familiar. Mm, shockingly heartfelt for a Brett Ratner film. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought that Brett Ratner made this movie? For like, real. Yeah. Like, I had, I had no idea. I mean, granted, I wasn't paying attention to who directed shit in 2000. But now, more so, yeah. I, I didn't know who he was until like what oh six. When did Last Sand come out? Uh, that sounds um, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. That's when I heard about him, and I'm like, I never want to hear about this guy ever again. I mean, this that, was one of his first things. Yeah, but this movie was actually really good. Yeah, because yeah, he did Money Talks in '97, Rush Hour '98, and then this, and then Rush Hour Two. Wait, he did Money Talks? Uh huh. That was his first movie. Oh wow! He did, he did all the Rush Hours. He, Oh, he even did three? Yeah, that's what it says. The last one he directed was the Hercules film with Dwayne Johnson in 2014. Ah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which I didn't hate. I mean, I imagine it was probably like a C-tier Were there two Hercules movies that year or two Hercules movies back to back? Yeah, there were. Same summer. One with The Rock and one with Kit Harington? No, that Kit Harrington was in Pompeii. Pompeii. Oh. Uh, the other Hercules movie. It, it was like a Sam Worthington type of guy. Wasn't it the giant one from the Twilight movies? Like from the the Cullen cult or the family or whatever? I, I don't know. I just, uh, I just remember. See. Like, man. Shows you how well these like. Like the really buff one out of that bunch. I don't know if that helps at all. That doesn't help. I, honestly, I as someone who's seen some of the Twilight. Helen Lutz was the other face? Hercules. Do you have his face by chance? Uh, yeah, I can try. I I know he's a dude from Twilight. I know that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's the same dude. That's just like strange to me. Like, it's like we're gonna pick that's his face. That guy. Yep, it's that dude. Yeah, it's that. We're guy. gonna pick that guy to head up your Hercules movie. The guy. Well, I mean, he's like, big. He's strong. That's all you need, <laughs> according to Hollywood. He looks yeah. good in red contact lenses, apparently. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Laser eyes. I don't know if that translates to Hercules in any way, but who knows? Well, according to the box office, it did not. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, movie was a disaster. I feel like the, the, the Rock one probably made a little bit more money just because of you know the Rock. It did. The Rock one broke even roughly. Like, yeah. It wasn't a disaster like the other one was. So. I mean, <clears throat> you can only do so many Hercules movies in a couple years with each other. Yeah. Right. They were the same damn summer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> yeah. <laughs> or like, I think the the really shitty one came out like February or March and then the Rock one came out like early summer. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's enough time for people to forget about a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that, they do call February the dumping ground of Hollywood. Well, January to February, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, The Family Man. I feel like we should have a new counter. I know you don't know the name of this song, but the Yeah, La Donna Mobile. As far as I can tell, we've heard that song at least twice on this podcast. It's in four Nick Cage movies that I know of. And it's also in the punch. And plus, it's just a very like well known like go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's in a lot of things. But fantastic aria. Second time I've heard it for at least this show. It's sort of a a cage staple in that era. (laughs) They they put it in several things. It's a damn good song. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you see Rich Jack Cage living in his high-rise penthouse. goes into his fucking, like, walk-in closet house. <laughs> and then he picks out his clothes and he just sort of jaunts down to work and makes friendly, sexy banter with the old lady on the elevator. Yeah. 
Best yeah. buds with the doorman. See, like he's super cool with everybody. Yeah. He's not a bad dude. He's, he's just a man about town. Yeah, and that so, is a refreshing uh, change of pace. It's yeah. like he's a rich dude and he's not a fucking prick about it. Yeah, he's a, just got a, bad a nice rich person. Now I know it's a fantasy. <laughs> well, if that didn't tip you off in the fact that a tire salesman has a four-bedroom house in Jersey uh, that he's almost paid for later on, that should have tipped you off that this is a whole fucking fantasy. <laughs> man, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad that they decided to rein it in a little bit with these movie houses because a four-bedroom house with two bathrooms is like, you know what? That's not as offensive as a fucking sorority house lived in by three people <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> but but to, a tw- to, but to a 30-year-old in 2021, that's still pretty fantastical. Yeah. So, yeah. basically... But also, the late 90s, early 2000s were a much different time. Yes, yeah. true. So basic overview of the movie. Just real quick, because we like to bounce around. Uh, Nicolas Cage is a nice, rich dude who has bad priorities. He uh, left his uh, college girlfriend, Taylioni, at the airport to go off to an internship in London. They drifted apart, never saw each other again. And then one Christmas Eve, he goes home after a long day at the office of mergers and acquisitions in a fancy, prestigious firm. And Don Cheadle's... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we silence our phones here on Cajun Grant. We also edit our shows in AYCH. <laughs> well, that's going to stay the hell in. <laughs> it is a funny bit. Sorry, just say it's your med- meditation notification and it's okay. Yep. <laughs> Look, it's important to me to get regular meditation schedules when I can. Serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> Serenity now! <laughs> I mean, you were wearing that shirt when we talked about Spider-Man yesterday. It's true. I was. Mm-hmm. It's a good shirt. It's a good, ma- it's a good mantra to live by. Yeah. So he's going to a convenience store to get some eggnog because, you know, Christmas is upon him. And he's kind of, oh, I don't have much else to do, I guess. And so he goes in. And then Don Cheadle walks in with a lottery ticket. And the, uh, the clerk is very racist, uh, is what the implication is. He's like, oh, your ticket's no good. Get out of here. So Don Cheadle, who is, again, an angel... Or something An angel Homeless man A supernatural yeah. being Pulls a gun And says My ticket's good Where's my money And uh, then Nicholas Cage is like Hey man Let me just buy the ticket From you I'll give you $200 And then I'll you know, Make a quick $38 Nobody has to get hurt Like he does a good deed Trying to keep Everybody safe And so Don was like Yeah alright <laughs> And then he looks At the, the, the clerk And he's like You had your chance And then walks out And so they're talking And Don Chilo goes Yeah you got everything huh And Nicholas says, Yeah I got everything He's like, well, you're going to regret that, Jack. <laughs> and so Nicolas Cage then goes to bed and wakes up in a brand new life where he and Taylioni got married and had two kids, and he sells tires. And then shenanigans ensue. Uh, according to the script, he was in that version of reality for roughly eight weeks. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, because like, it was it roughly like, ended around, what, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day, yes. Yeah. Because like the <gasps> he arrives in the All Center universe on Christmas Day. Christmas yeah. morning. Uh, and so they, he, he learns the lesson of maybe family's not a terrible thing. Maybe I should be happy. You know, money's not everything. And then he gets sent back to his reality where he chases down Taylioni and says, please don't get on the plane to go to Paris because uh, we had children and I think we could have a life together. I love you. And then they end the movie with the two of them drinking coffee and catching up. And it looks like things are going to get pretty good for the couple. You know, I think things are going to work out well. Maybe it'll work out this time. Until... Until- 
The sequel, Family Man 2. <laughs> Just when you thought Nick's Cage life could not get any worse. What are you, ta- what are you talking about? The sequel's Family Guy, the show. They hate each other. Now, you see, this airport uh-huh. is actually, you see, at the ending when the credits roll, it's actually the beginning of Die Hard 2. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I was going to say it's, a- it's the same a- airport as the Langoliers. Oh, no. oh, oh the <laughs> testicle monster. <laughs> What if it's the same airport as Final Destination and that plane just crashes mm. through oh. the cafe? No, so, so, but it just kills her and he's just like, no! Or this is the prequel to Left Behind. Oh, he becomes God. a pilot. <laughs> you know what, babe? I'm, I'm ditching the big city money life. I'm going to put birds in the sky. All right. It's uh, just like... <laughs> Release the Tay Leone cut of Left Behind. <laughs> so, yeah, none of that happens. Like, they have no. a happy ending. It's very sweet. They, yeah. they, they do. Well, actually, I kind of see, like, the Tay Leone, like, perspective of this movie because, like, man, she's just, like, ragged in this movie. Just, like, just because Homeboy disappears for eight goddamn hours and she's like, what the fuck did you just do on Christmas Day, you psychopath? And, and, and he's just acting like a psycho to these people because they think he's. You know, the, the family man that they know, you know, ha ha funny. I, I mentioned but, the title. But yeah. all, but, <laughs> it's like, what happened? But, but granted, if I was Nicolas Cage <laughs> in this situation, I would be acting the same goddamn this way. This motherfucker went to bed alone, wakes up not with a person in his bed, and then two kids rolling up calling him dad, okay? I would freak out, too. <laughs> I knew. I would have uh, punted those kids. It's like, what, what is this? Yeah. Like, like, my reaction would have been a lot there's a woman like, sleeping on my tummy. What the like, fuck happened? Honestly, he was pretty restrained for what happened. I, I know, right? <laughs> like, I would have been losing my fucking gourd. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Oh, what happened? Like, <laughs> where? Where are my shoes? <laughs> like, where's my Ferrari? Yeah. Like, he did ask like, that. Just where? like screaming and puking. It's like, <laughs> and he asked that question to. Yet another instance of Doug Dimmodome, owner of Dimsdale Dimmodome, in these movies that we watch. Does it really count? He wasn't all decked out in white. It's cl- but he has hat. a white I mean, cowboy hat. I mean, white he was hat, white mustache. That's close enough. He was Doug Dimmodome. These are just variants, Ken. I mean, uh, look, look, this movie has a multiverse going. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the fucking daughter can see through the multiverse. She's like, she clock. <laughs> you're not my dad, and she's just like, just, just like this bitch has like. Doctor Strange portal eyes. Yeah, that's a hella smart, like, what, five-year-old, I think? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was a young child. So you're not my dad. You're an alien. He's like, yes. Yes, so I am. Like, yeah, let's just go with that. I mean, he kind of does act like Help an alien. Help me survive this, please. I, I could have used more Nicolas Cage getting advice from the child. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have yes. been fun. But, I mean, if a, this were a comedy, that's what they would have done. But it's you know more of a romantic drama. So I get it. Yeah, it's just like she'd be just like whispering like, hey, when's my anniversary? It's the February 16th. But in an alternate universe, this is a comedy movie, and that's the whole plot. <laughs> it's, instead, of an alter, instead of a movie where it's just a fucking existential horror, like he's just like, what the fuck is happening? He can't trust his memories. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it could have turned into to a horror movie because his fucking in-laws are named Ed and Lorraine like the fucking Warrens like the ghost hunters from the Conjuring movies. Yep. This could have turned into a wow. spooktacular. Wow, I did not make that connection. That, that a, yep. I mean, it, it wouldn't be hard to turn it into a horror movie like you wake up and you don't know what's real and then all T. Leone does not forgive him for bailing on Christmas Day for eight hours like, honey, you're going to the doctor and he ends up in a psychiatric ward. 
And then Amber Heard runs up, and it turns out we're in a John Carpenter movie. Oh, no. Don't and mention that movie. The worst John Carpenter movie. And then, I don't, I don't oh. then, then, then you realize like all... Ghost of Mars exists. I'd still rather watch Ghosts of Mars. And I hate Ghosts of Mars. Then you realize all the people in his house were actually just personalities in his head. And, his, yep. and the house is actually his head. And then it turns out he was dead the whole time, and he's been a ghost. And then Haley Joel Osment walks in. We've just sort of gone off the rails now, haven't and we? Then, uh, and then he walks into a room, and then it's actually present day and not like <laughs> Puritan times. Well, uh, he just starts going through all of his roles, but as that character. <laughs> then, then, then when Don Cheadle like, sits him down and offers him you know, one of those like sugar cookies with the blue icing or sugar cookie with the red icing... <laughs> It's like, which cookie you want to eat? Which Christmas you want to wake up as? Real? What do you mean by real? We might have watched The Matrix last night. <laughs> but, then, but then also, Don Tito just says, fuck the cookies, and then like rips off his face, and he just turns like this eldritch angel with like eyeballs and wheels and fire. And then, and, and, and then Keanu Reeves is in there for some reason. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> Dear wow. listeners, I don't know if you can tell, but we're all very tired. <laughs> Very tired. Okay. Very tired. <laughs> I'm going to pull it back to the movie because I do actually want to talk about this bit. Um, okay. The, 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 when we meet Don Cheadle. Yes. Uh, uh, I actually thought, like, at least to get a general idea of what his character is about, uh, the more I think about it, the more I really like that scene because, like, I feel like, like he may have been given... He may have been giving that clerk a chance, and he just fucked it all up for being a dick. You know, he you was. Know? That was yeah. in the, that's why I said you had your chance. Like, you had your chance, and that's why at the end of it, when that one girl gets more change than she deserved, yeah, he's like, oh, all that for nine dollars. No integrity these days. Like uh, it's like it's, it's a little shit I didn't pick up on the first time I mm-hmm. saw this movie, and really appreciates it. Yeah, no, it's it's a really like it's a really interesting concept, and I think the execution of the whole movie was really well done. And yeah. Nicolas Cage gave a very restrained and believable performance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because even, like, he does <sighs> delve into some of the cageisms, but it's not in, not in, like, a vampire's kiss way <sighs> where it's, like, over the top. It's, like, like I said, like, me and Cannon are saying, we would be doing the same thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very believable. I mean, like, anybody would go, like, what the fuck is going on right now? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just but, wondering, like, why you're in a new house? Who are these people? Why is my neighbor's wife flirting hardcore with me at the Christmas party and like force feeding me rum balls? I mean, there's a reason the trailer had that talking head song, uh, uh, Days, what's the name of it? Once in a Lifetime. Yes. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. That album is fucking sick as shit. The trailer for this movie is the first time I ever heard that song. Really? Yeah, that's where I learned to enjoy the talking heads. That's probably the same. Yep, same for me. So yeah, that, like, it, it was a perfect fit. Like, I remember that trailer to this day. It's a damn good trailer for what this movie is. Yeah. What if God <laughs> was one of us? <laughs> Just a slut like one of us. I don't think that's the lyric. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, creative license, Jim. Well, they they changed it to slob, so that was the radio edit. It, you know, like CeeLo Green, like, forget you is actually fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, what? All right, uh, Jeremy Piven's also in this movie. He is. He's like uh, Nick K. Well, yeah, Jack Campbell's best friend. It's like, well, Jack, when he's jumped into this universe, best friend he goes, oh fuck, do it, and then he like sees a picture. He's like, wait, we're friends. It's like, yeah, yeah, come on, talk to me, man. Yeah, my- Honestly, I, I really like that character. He was like, yeah. Joe Rogan. If Joe Rogan wasn't a cunt, yeah, no, if he wasn't fair. just an unforgivable asshole, yeah, like, he was definitely a dude, bro. But like a. Like a caring, friendly dude, bro. And, and, and like, one thing I really appreciated about their <laughs> friendship was, like, how, like, his friend was just like, yo, talk to me about shit that's going on. Like, you know, especially movies around this time, you don't really see that with male characters. It's, 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 it's a nice adult friendship between these, like, these, like, even though he's like, I haven't been here for this friendship, but I'm glad you're being very accommodating. <laughs> or, 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 like, when Nick Cage is like... Yeah, I'm gonna sleep with her, and, and he's just like, "Yo, yeah, oh yeah, let, <laughs> let, 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 check yourself." You're actually my gonna man. cheat on your wife, you stupid bastard! Don't do that. What's wrong with you? You're better than that. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring up the fucking like, I guess neighbor that is just just sticky wet for fucking <laughs> Nick Cage. This entire movie, I mean, oh, just stinky like, wet. Like, even, even like. All right, there's a scene where he, he just picks up a, an old VHS tape of a party, right? And he's singing to his wife. And the whole time, that neighbor is in the backdrop just 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 staring fucking dick daggers into him. I'm so just glad like, somebody else oh, that. Just like, oh, God. And, like, the dude like, great, like the dude she's with and it is, like, some old guy. So it's just like a trophy wife situation or whatever the fuck. But, yeah. like, there's a scene in the, when they meet up in this bowling alley and they... And like, he's like, hey, is there is there something here? And then she just like, well, <laughs> and, and then when she turns away, she's just like eternally walking into puddles. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, my husband's gonna be out of town, and the kids will be away, so that the bat door's open, babe. And then she's never seen again. <laughs> that that is very much video. a double entendre. <laughs> bat. So oh. I'll be your back door man. Something else fun is the uh, the friend that he met at that party. The one who said he's going for a triple bypass. That guy was also known for playing the role of Pat in Heavyweights. Yeah. Starring Keenan Thompson, one of my favorite films as a child. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. It's on Disney Plus. Oh. Right next to Cool Runnings, one of my other favorite movies as a child. <laughs> he's, he's personally elevating those movies up in the top ten ranking on Disney Plus. <laughs> you know what? If that's what it takes to get other people to enjoy them, by God, I'm going to do it. Uh, also, I just, I just had a real realization. I think Jeremy Piven in this movie, especially being such a big bowling fan and having like the little bowling league with Nick Cage, he's like the larval form of QT Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Do not put that on Jeremy Piven's character. I mean, I can see it. <laughs> like his character, not Jimmy. Jeremy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Call back to that cameo game. Yeah. Charges ten grand for a business cameo, mm. if I remember correctly. What a crazy person. Was it was like six, was it like three grand or six grand for? It's three between three it, it, was, it was something Multiple stupid. grand. Yeah, something redonkulous. Uh, like, oh. still in that scene, like, Nick Cage sits down uh, across from Jeremy Piven. And it's like, so, um, it's like, so, so-and-so, um, it's like, I think she wants to have an affair with me. He's just like, oh, just like chuckling. It's like, wow. And then just like slings him a fucking napkin. He's like, so if you could just uh, give me that address. He's like, wait, what? Are you fucking serious right now? 
Yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I thought that was an in- like it was a good take. That was on a that. really good because it's like you know, oh, oh yeah, no, she's India, man. That's crazy. Isn't that nice how people are? It's a good ego boost. Wait, you're actually gonna fuck her? Like, wait, what's what? wrong with you? You fucking monster! And he what? did get the one f bomb in this PG thirteen movie. He did. He did. Yeah. And, and and like even like move like move like comedies after this. I mean, and I know this is technically not a comedy. You you know you would see, like if this scene were to play out and say like forty year old virgin or something like that, it'd be like, oh dude, yeah yeah five five yeah yeah go fuck that bitch up. <laughs> they, they 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 just turned to Tim Allen and Home Improvement. Just Ugh. sounded more like Muscle Man from. Uh, Adventure show, or no, is it? No. Or, or, or that's a certain other character on your shirt there, What's John. What's the name of that show? With, uh, <laughs> you're missing. No, 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 the other one. Regular show. That's the one. It's like you're missing. Uh, I can't believe you're about yeah. to step out on cake like this. That's totally fucked up, man. Come on, man. Stop cheating on your girl, man. <laughs> Another case of two separate conversations <laughs> in one fucking yeah, we're, show. Yeah, we're, we're right? gonna have. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> Shim and Cannon in the right ear button, John and I. You're welcome, listener. This is maximizing your time. Meanwhile, Frank's just like, they're fucking not talking about it now. I'm not even trying my Frank anymore. I mean, granted, like, we've been talking about the movie for most of the episode. All the bits are tangential. Yeah. And it's, you know, we say it a bunch of times. It's one of those movies where, like, we can tell you everything that happens, but. We've given you the description. You could pretty much just fill it in yourself. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. it, it's a very straightforward movie, and not to its detriment. No. It's just like some, sometimes it can be a little a little difficult to like have this like protracted, in depth analysis of a movie that's pretty surface level, and that's not a disparaging the no, film at no, all. No, like, no it's not like, at all. It's like I said uh, that one time. Sometimes you just want a comfort movie, yeah, one where it, you you know there are no stakes, like everything's gonna be fine. You're just going to have a nice, relaxing two hours of, that's funny. He learned a lesson. I feel good. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I do feel like, man, Taylor Leone, she went through some shit in this movie. She really She did. had a rough yeah. couple months. She's just like, man, I thought I was with a cool dude, but he just had a severe mental breakdown. And then just Walter White walked into a, uh, into a supermarket and, and butt-ass naked. Yeah, I mean, she she is the most forgiving wife. For real. Yeah, yeah. She gives like, me day so one. many chances. Well, I, I just, guess day one. Like, this dude walks away for his family like for 10 hours and like the next On day. On Christmas day. She's day. like, you know what? I'm feeling Randy. Let's... <laughs> Let me like, just mash my titties up real it quick. It must have been quite a while for her to just be like, you know what? I'm mad at him, but fuck. And then, it. We're then going like, she there's a cut later where like, she's like, uh, anniversary. Here's your present, and just like, um, um, I'm new to this universe, babe. I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, she's fucking pretty crestfallen, but it's okay. They they go out to a really fancy restaurant that he used to go to in his rich dimension, <laughs> yeah. and then they maybe dip down later. Who knows? Yeah, like it's, they start off with him just going missing with no word for eight hours on Christmas Day. Then they parlay that into uh, he's just sort of a dick bag for like a couple of weeks. He keeps complaining about his life at every opportunity. He gets pissy in the mall and God, that demeans their life that was <laughs> over a $2,400 suit. Forgets- and a, a fucking JCPenney some shit. Like, yeah. 
forgets, yelling at her in the mall. Forgets their anniversary for what that version of Cage's first time in 13 years. Like he usually goes hard, right? And then that morning's like, fuck, I got nothing. Ha 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 ha. I mean, that's, kind of, that's basically that's basically what happens. And then and then he unironically. Just, then he's like, oh, guess what, sweetie? I just apply. I've got a job at this this acquisitions firm where I used to work in that life you don't know about. We're moving to the city in this giant apartment. Uproot the kids. Fuck them. Let's come on. Come on. We're, we're going to see. We're making money. And even then, she's just like, I love you. I choose us. I'll it's do like, whatever you want. I will. She's like, I love how she's kind of like low-key still guilting him. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, I'll uproot our kids from the life they know. <laughs> I'll give up this house that we built together, and I will take our family to live in New York City because I love you. I choose <laughs> us. That was pretty hardcore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Man, that's fucking advanced. That's like master tier <laughs> manipulation right there. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'm feeling a little guilted right now. <laughs> but, I mean, it was nice to see the growth of Cage's character through that. Because the beginning is like, no, I want my Ferrari back. I want to go back to that life. Where's my Ferrari? Where's my money? And then by the end, he's like, I'm going to... The daughter who thought he was an alien actually, oh, I knew you'd be back, Dad. And then it's all right, time to go. Okay, <laughs> so see ya. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> Which there, there was a little bit of cruelty in that on Don Cheadle's part because he's like he he finally learns to like have this family and he's finally comfortable and happy and then back to square one. I mean, to be fair, Don Cheadle did say from day, moment one it was a glimpse into another life. That and, is true. And we're getting into the metaphysical aspect because a either. This reality was created from nothing and is not real and does not exist. Or, more horrifyingly... <laughs> and I like to think that this is some, like, fucking Dougie Jones shit yeah. from Twin Peaks. Like, Nicholas Cage rich version has overwritten the mind and life of family man Nick Cage for eight full fucking weeks. So, like, what if he goes back to being rich and... Like, the time doesn't change with him because when he wakes up, it's Christmas Day again. Like, time hasn't passed. Like, oh, no time at all. The spirits are all one night. That sort of bullshit. But, like, what if the regular family man, Nicholas Cage, just wakes up like, what do you mean it's Valentine's Day? Like, like, like he just Christmas had, like... Eve yesterday. Like, he just blanked out for, like, two months. Where did this suit come from? God. It's like that old-ass Saturday Night Live skit. It's like, ah, I missed the Super Bowl again, didn't I? Don't worry, honey. I got it all on tape for you. I mean, like, he literally does, like, the 51st Dates bit where he just starts watching all their videotapes. He's like, oh, here we go. And then Taylioni's just like, she's got to relive her life every day. Man. And uh, to get her husband back on track. Which, you know, when, when you think about that movie, it's like, that feels, it's kind of like, this is a, a little weird, kind of fucked up in a weird way. Oh, the 51st Date one? Yeah. Yeah, no, that movie's fucked. That one's yeah. terrible. That he, that Drew Barrymore has no concept of, like, that's not cool. Like the whole thing is just gross. Yeah, it's like she's like this. Like, this woman feels like she. I'm like I think about that the end of that movie a lot, where she just wakes up on a boat and then suddenly she has like a fucking kid and a husband she's never seen before. But you know, she just, she just watched a little fucking Blu-ray and it's like, huh, here you are, uh, uh, wife. Enjoy this scary new world that you live in now. Yeah, like there's no universe where that's okay except that particular movie universe. It's just, that's fucked up. Yeah, but brother and dad were A-OK -okay with it. Adam Sandler movies. 
Oh, speaking of Adam Sandler, I saw on, on Arcade's feed that uh, there's a new Adam Sandler movie coming out. Apparently, it, it delved into, like, Russian cosmonaut history, and uh, he plays, like, a, a uh, cosmonaut that goes into space, and he meets a giant talking spider who joins him on his space trip. Is that real, or are you gaslighting me like No, that's did? real. Is it produced by the guy who loves giant spiders? <laughs> you know, John, John Peters. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I, if it if it walks like a spider and talks like a spider, it's probably a spider. I, I will say, you know what? <clears throat> the more I think about it, I may have to give this movie a four. I may have to bump mine up a little bit to a four. Yeah. This. Oh man. Uh, again, I was. I was. It's very long time ago since I'd seen this movie because I'd I'd forgotten everything, but. That, that scene where he's, like, sitting in that chair just, like, fighting sleep so it, it doesn't end for him. That that was really good. That was some good shit. That, that was really That's powerful. That's getting that other half up. Yep, four. Yeah. I, I'm bumping it up to a four. Woo! Fair, fair. On the show yet again. Okay. Also, that Sandler thing is real. That's true. That's yep. 100% true. What the fuck? It's a drama film. What? Okay. Yeah, all right, sure. I mean, as long as it's not like Happy Madison Productions, it's probably going to be okay, at least. That is... Huh. You know what? Stay tuned for the... <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. For the Casey Greatest review of Adam Sandler talks to a spider in space. But wow. uh, before we leave... Do we want to talk about like any sort of like nitpicks or like qualms we had with the movie, or did we? I mean, me personally, this is one of those movies where like any nitpick just feels disingenuous. You know, like it's yeah, you could do a thousand different things, and this movie's done a hundred things, a hundred movies have done a hundred times before. But like for me personally, this is one of those movies you just take it for what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. But like, there's no, there's no real, like, there's just no reason for me personally, like, to nitpick anything because if you start changing stuff, it becomes an entirely different movie. No. For this one, if uh, that makes any sense. I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I like, and this is just a me thing and me getting older. But it did feel a little long, like towards the end. Like I was like, okay, come on, let's like wrap it up a little bit. And the ending is, even then, still abrupt in a lot of ways. It's like, don't get off the plane because blah, 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 blah. Okay, I won't. Credits. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, very, you know, like, sure. Okay. That's one of those things where, you know, if, again, like, it's not nitpicky. It's just, I wonder. I wonder if they had shortened from when he wakes up to when he gets to the airport if they had just shortened that it would have changed anything because they give you a lot of information after he wakes up versus what you'd expect from a movie like this so like let's say he wakes up he calls his assistant says ah, i'm not going to the meeting i scheduled on christmas i need the i need kate's number and he gets to her apartment oh she's going to the airport and he goes straight to the airport like please don't go you know that's what you're used to in a movie like that I yeah feel, i feel like if they had shortened it that might have might have changed like your um, interpretation of it, like how your impression of it. Yeah, but but, but also, but also too, I think it is important for, to show that her life 
would have tech like at least financially improved as well. Yeah. I mean, and you can definitely, like, shorten that down. I think it did run a little long, but I yeah. think you do need that. Well, I mean, that's where you just have the assistants. That, oh, you just missed, like, have the same people moving all her expensive shit. You just missed her. She accepted a new position in Paris. She's at the airport. Yeah. Like, you just shorten that down. You don't have to have that one interaction where they, they are in her apartment. And then he goes back, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try and find the lady. Yeah. But I, I get, but again, like I, I don't know if that would work better or if it wouldn't work better. Yeah, and, and and we're not professionals, you know, in the movie industry. You know, any suggestion we have, we you know, is probably the wrong one. Oh, I, I feel like he kind of needed that because even so, it wasn't like Cade showed up at the airport and she was just like, okay, if you want to get technical, it was three times. First time when he showed up at the place, you know, boxing up. And she's like, oh, no, I got to move. But you know what? If you're in Paris, let's have that coffee, blah, blah, blah. They go to the airport and it was like, hey, we got to go. It's like, no, I'm sorry. I got to get on. A, I got to get on a plane. I'm sorry. About to get on it. And he's fucking going one more time. He and swings through the fences. Tells her about the life that. He has seen, well, at least um, a couple of months of a life that he has seen that they a could glimpse, potentially if you will. A glimpse, maybe. <laughs> if did, you will. I did like the look on her face. We have two kids. Like, the fuck like, you said? What? <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> I feel like I would have known this. I, I, I would love it if there's just like an old, old lady who's like, who's like behind her is like, Ma'am, are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> it's, like, it's like the director. Like it's like there's like they a deleted scene. There's just like tells them the whole story. Like we got the kids, we're happy, blah blah blah. I know how to change a diaper now. It's great. What do you say? He's like, what the fuck is wrong with I, I you? Love, Turns would, away, gets on the plane. I would love it if, <laughs> and, and then he, and then Nick Cage just falls in defeat and holds his head in his face, and it credits <laughs> to Ave Maria or some bullshit. <laughs> But but it's not like a like the Pavarotti version. It's like a like a synthesizer version, like they did with Clockwork Orange, with all the classical pieces. Or like you get Fiona Apple to do like a really slow acoustic guitar version because it's two thousand. Oh God, why not? Uh, you know, it's 2000. Because my bit is like, while they're talking, like, you see her, like, sitting very stiff and, like, kind of, like, nodding along. And you kind of see her, like, motion, like, under the table. You see, like, you see, like, cop cars, like, blinking in the fucking, like, <laughs> windows behind her. And then right before it fades out into the proper credits, he just gets tackled by, like, SWAT members. Or, like, she tases him. And then the SWATs just pile on. Fucking TVA doorway <laughs> opens up. <laughs> Don what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, they, they walk Don Cheadle in handcuffs like rogue TVA agent found. Oh, it's like, damn it. Getting it's, proved. it's like like rogue temporal anomaly Don Cheadle. He's just like in chains. <laughs> <laughs> He's like screaming. Oh my God. It's like my plan almost worked. And it's like, it's like so this weird Machiavellian plot that, that getting these two together to check sets off a chain of events that fucks up the timeline. <laughs> these two cannot fuck. I repeat, these two cannot fuck. You know, you know that little that little kid that pisses in the first part of the movie, his son? He's the fucking Antichrist. <laughs> oh my God, it's Looper. And then it turns out that that Don Cheadle is just an alternate version of Jim Rhodes. War Machine. And that's how we're in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it, it, but because they got to give him a snap, instead of Jim Rhodes, it's Jim Rogue. And then Terrence Howard shows up. 
<coughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. God. He's like, why am I here? <laughs> I thought Marvel fired me. Okay. They did. And then, then, um, then Amber Martin shows up too. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Nick Cage runs up to her. It's just like, we have kids. We have babies. She just pulls out a gun and fucking shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is pre-9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was the Wild West back then. You can get away with everything before 9-11. At, Let me tell you something. After she shoots him, his head catches on fire. He turns into Ghost Rider. <laughs> I, I I'm just fucking imagining like he starts this whole thing. We have kids and she's like she get she reaches her hand back it's and like, she just starts screaming, I'm standing my ground blows him away. Not in my timeline. Pew pew and cause turns out this was set in like fucking Alabama. <laughs> I stood my ground, officer. And he's like I you. mean she said she stood her ground, I guess. It's like do you I, 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 any witness? Okay, I guess she stood Man, her ground. Man, do you live in the airport? Is this a goddamn Tom Hanks movie? Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I was thinking just like she like she shoots him, blows away the goddamn desert eagle from fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> But then she rips off her mask and it's Don Cheadle. <laughs> it's like, gotcha, bitch. And she rips off the mask. Boom, you looking for this? <laughs> and then the Looney Tunes music plays. <laughs> and that's all, folks. Oh, God. I don't know if you can tell, dear listener, but we are, again, quite tired. <laughs> I don't know. That, that was, was a good shit, shit, though. I'm not gonna lie. In our delirium, we just we just gave you gold. Yep. The, our, our our sleepiness is excrement. And we honestly, have turned it into gold. <laughs> <laughs> Called it back to Shim's favorite movie, oh The Holy Mountain. I tell you what, when we do the KG Awards next week, that we definitely didn't already record last week, <laughs> I'm gonna shit on that movie some more. <laughs> shit gold, gold everywhere. Gold. <laughs> There's oh. gold in that hole. <laughs> Golden hole, Leo. Well, Holy holies. I think that is an excellent time to wind it down for this episode. How long have we been going? 53 minutes. Wow. Hey. Longer than I th- actually thought we would go. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know how the hell we're going to top that. <laughs> I mean, you know, good night, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you all for listening. Uh, please enjoy... Uh, next week's episode, the final episode of the year, the KG Awards. Uh, the week following that, we'll be doing something. We uh, <laughs> will. We'll, we'll work it out. Yeah, we'll get around to it. Yeah, d- don't worry your pretty little head about it. We got this thing covered. And if you're waiting for an announcement on the KG Awards, what we're doing, <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, it'll be a surprise to all of us. It's going to be our WWE Day One, but Cajun Greatness. Because, you know, a little behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure this is the final recording of any show but for 2021, isn't it? It's the final Pro- show that probably, I think yeah. I'm definitely talking yeah. into uh, yeah. this year. As far as I know, this is the final recording of 2021 for any AYCH property. Uh, of course, you know, it won't be like that when it releases, but in terms yeah. of actual recording, this is the last piece of audio recorded for the year. Right. Uh, and if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, 
Uh, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Happy, happy Christmas holidays. Eve. Eve. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever it is you celebrate, we hope you have a great time with it. And uh, yeah, keep listening to the show because I don't know. We're egotistical enough to think people want to hear what we have to say. Also, uh, make room. We're coming over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Save us a plate, goddammit. We're going to do do on that coffee table. Don't, yeah. We'll don't see worry. you tomorrow night. Save us a spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, be be you better tell Aunt Jackie not to put fucking peas in her macaroni and cheese this year. She's oh, fucking crazy. Oh, of God. Look, if I don't get some stuffing this year for one goddamn holiday, I'm going to be upset. Like, I, I know there's not for ours. I know there's not any. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fine. But, you know, all these people I know that come to the shop that beg for discounts on shit, you can at least bring me a goddamn plate of turkey. You know what I'm saying? It's like stuffing. I, you said it wrong. It's, it's like, dressing. It's stuffing. It's dressing. Okay. But you got to stuff it in something for it to be stuffing? Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, I think, I think the general idea is that once you put... It's dressing when it's not inside of an animal's carcass. It's stuffing when it is. Okay, you know that shit that I'm talking about? Somebody better bring me some. Okay. Mm, better. Delish. Uh, but for real, though, uh, we hope everyone has an excellent holiday. And Jonathan, aside from our listeners' houses <laughs> on Christmas Eve night, where can the people find you? Because <laughs> we're doing a tour. <laughs> They'll be under your bed. We'll come to your house specifically. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. Jerry and I are behind three four. And Jonathan's on twelve on another box of Yeah, go follow Cooler Bar. They're fucking hate. Cooler Bar, when did you get here? I was here the whole time. <laughs> I'm part of you. I almost saw you were going with a Schwarzenegger when you started. <laughs> Is this the impression game again? I'm confused. No, I'm like a turd in the wind. Oh, I win again. No. <laughs> I raised my hand so fast. Oh. Oh, I'm excited to do that again. That was a Hell fun yeah, that was time. really fun. All right. Um, Pat. Yes, hello. Uh, and goodbye because it, we're ending this. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh, most of the year. You still got one more to go, so and you're not getting off that easy. But follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. And we're listening to the week it comes out on Monday. We release episode 243, which is our all spoiler review of Spider Man No Way Home. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's great. Mm. That's well, it. Was that it? Oh, I'm done. Ready? Ready to go? Come on. Get out of here. Well, that's way But you didn't even say where they can find you and your art and shit. <laughs> they can find me outside and kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen before we come in and eat your food for Christmas, listeners. Uh, Canon. Uh, oh, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a fantastic time. I have been that Canon guy. You can follow me at that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Uh, and I'm your uh, host, Shimmy, aka Justin, aka Come Buy Comics and make me some goddamn stuffing. And yeah, you can find me Captain Shimmy's kind of art. Captain Shimmy's almost music. There's some stuff there. Um, yeah, have a have a happy holiday. And go to our merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. I know it's the day before Christmas Eve. If you're listening to this day, it comes out like you should be. It might get here in time. I don't know. Post service done miracles before. Buy something. Yeah. Just reach out to Postman Frank and get him to work his Postman magic. <laughs> That's right. Yes. President! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening to our ridiculous bullshit. 
Uh, happy holidays. We love you very much. Venom again. I win. <laughs> Three-time champion. You know who else likes the holidays, you're Missy? My mom. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. Hey, Missy. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd.